0: Hello, Not About Us listeners. Today is November 13th, and we, as in Scott and I, we are sitting down to have a conversation podcast. Hopefully you're familiar with these by now. We've got quite a few of them out there. Yeah, hopefully.
1: (laughs) But anyway, this is Brad. And this is Scott. And this is Not About Us.
0: All right. Hello, listeners, and welcome. You know, we're always thankful to have you here. And and uh, as usual, it's going to be just uh, off the cuff, whatever's in our head. But hopefully, whatever's in our head is Spirit-filled and led by the Spirit. So before we get too much further, Scott, would you make sure that the Spirit's in here with us so we might do this properly?
1: Absolutely. Yahweh God. Yahweh we just we just praise you we magnify you we lift you up in our lives hallelujah in this podcast and in this country on this planet we just lift you up Yahweh God and for my part what's on my heart right now is just to apologize That I don't do it more often in my life. That too often I take you for granted. Too often I just assume things about you instead of continuing the chase. Too often I'm just far too selfish with my time, with my... With everything. But I'm sorry, God. I'm just... I want to invite you in, not just right now, in this podcast in every home with every listener but i want to invite you in in a more temporary basis and I, I again i'm just i'm sorry for the times that i've i've walked away in in my fatigue in my exhaustion and for whatever reason that i just said look i just i just need some me time i'm just not not going to rest with you god i'm going to rest uh, on my own, what, whatever the reason, I just want to apologize. And when I say, uh, come in, uh, I want to do my best to make sure that's not temporary. That's not, come in right now, uh, but in a little while, I'm not going to need you. And I, I, again, I'm so sorry for the times of my life that I've done that. God, I do believe Help my unbelief. God, I do love you, but not perfectly. I'm still a human being trying to learn how to love you. So just Holy Spirit, come in. Break up the stony ground that yes. still exists in my heart. Hallelujah. And, and show me how to love you more and more deeply every day. Thank you. Amen.
0: Thank you for that, Scott. That I think that's something that we all face at some point, a realization that we've been taking God for granted and and we selfishly want, we still want the desires of what's around us. We still want to, selfishly, we still want the desire of our own time to figure things out. But yeah. But I think the more, <laughs> I think the more that we do this, the more that we chase, the more that we work on that relationship, even that eventually will be, no, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. You know, we may not be there yet, and uh, we may not be there until five minutes before we pass on, <laughs> but but uh, I, I think we can get there. I have to self-convict um, as well, because, yeah, absolutely, I've... I've had a small revival as late. Um, I had the new job and and family concerns and all those kind of things, and I realized I just I wasn't putting. I didn't have my daily commute, so I wasn't praying and listening to my music like I should have been. And and so yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. Recently, I had a small little revival, and I said, "No, no, my hours are different now, Brad. You've got you've got all morning long right here at your own house." that you can have your time with God. And so that was the commitment that I just made with myself this week was to start the day off right every single day and have that time. But, uh, yeah, that came after a realization that I had been kind of um, neglecting my father. And and, and it's hard when you have that realization because I don't want that. (laughs) I cherish him. I love him. It's like your own yeah. human, uh, parents, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you come to a realization that you've maybe been neglecting them, you love them, you don't want that. So yeah, I, that prayer you were praying, but I, I appreciate it cause that was also a prayer for me and hopefully that will, that will continue on now. I won't have that, uh. Those periods where I go so long without having my daily conversations, and
1: I I do tend to definitely in my life go through the the roller coaster highs and lows of I am just on fire and nothing can stop me, and then suddenly a month later, whatever I'm going, how in the world did I get into this pit? And and, uh, and I, while
0: you're in the pit, it's easy to make excuses as to why I just oh, did yeah. when we started this. Conversation, I said, Oh, I had the new job, I had family concerns, I mm-hmm. had all this stuff going. I was just busy, God, just busy, but it, it's not true if I had had God with me during those times, maybe they wouldn't have been as difficult as they were,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and uh And you were just saying uh, before we started this podcast about how you were looking forward to studying today. (laughs) This was going to be a free day. And then suddenly you get the call from a friend says, oh my goodness, I need help. And can you please come and help me? They needed to move in a short period of time and they weren't prepared and and needed help moving. And you went and you helped out. And uh, my My wife was with you, helping too. She was helping. It's a friend of both of ours that needed help. And you were just mentioning, uh, you were looking forward to this time uh, to spend with God, but maybe this was God saying, hey, are you being obedient to what I want you to do? And this is where I want you to be right now. Uh, Well, and I
0: think I was on such a high uh, last week. I, I got Revelation study done. I spent a good chunk of the day in conversation with God in prayer, doing the study and all week long, I've been waiting for this day because I wanted that so bad again. It was wonderful. It was awesome. And then when I got that call, I was like, okay, I got to go do that. Now I hung up the phone and my first in, my first thought was darn it. This was supposed (laughs) to be my day, Uh huh. but, uh, I quickly realized it still can be, I just got to take God with me now as I go to (laughs) the other side of town to help a friend move. And so, I mean, it wasn't wasn't like it was last Friday where my full attention was on uh, God and our study and what we were doing, but he was definitely there with me. And I honestly think that he kind of, uh, God moved events to happen this way because i wanted that time with him to a point where i think it was being selfish i wanted it so bad i was waiting for it and then i had to give it up to go do this and i think i think he was just like you said making sure that i would be obedient Mm -hmm. and god i pray (laughs) i pray that i was and i do ask for forgiveness because my first few thoughts weren't the best my first few thoughts were, "No, don't take away my time," and it slowly occurred to me that maybe he wanted me there to help a friend. I mean, you just talked about it. I don't want to, to- I don't want to toot my own horn here, but you talked about it just last time. Um, shout out to the unknown soldiers, the ones who answer yeah. God's call, and a lot of times they don't even know they did it. But uh, I clearly knew I was doing it today. So that's why I ask for forgiveness, God, because I clearly knew you were saying, Brad, you're, you're, somebody needs you. You need to go help. And my first, I, 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 I ask for forgiveness for my first thought reactions. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times my first thought reactions are reacting to the situation. They're not necessarily the greatest. There. oh, darn it, I don't want to do that, blah, 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 you know, whatever it might be. So I ask for forgiveness for those first thoughts because once I actually realized, no, my father probably wants me there to help, I'm going to go do that because I want to make him proud. But those first thoughts, eh, not so good. Yeah,
1: that, that just that initial knee-jerk reaction to anything is... Uh, usually a very good indicator of uh, where we are emotionally and spiritually and mentally. Uh, I I totally hear you. Uh, sometimes I I like it when I'm in a place where I feel good about my knee jerk reaction. Uh, because that indicates oh that was instinctive. It just came out of who I am. That that good that positive reaction. But you're right. When my initial reaction is selfish or angry or upset. You know, pouty, whatever, and then then your conscious mind takes over and says, "Hey, hey, hey, calm down." You know, this God, God still has a plan in this. God's still working. You didn't get your way, but you know, and, and so on, and and you're able to take it over and ch- turn that around. That's a good thing. But still, that yeah, you're right. That initial uh, spontaneous, I hate this reaction. Yeah, makes me feel guilty too.
0: Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. But as we as we have to s- admit
1: <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a Brad's being cat. interrupted by now by a cat <laughs> snuggling to the microphone. Um and Brad's thoughts are gone. <laughs> Just like.
0: uh, But no, we have to admit we are humans, we're not perfect. You said it in the, in the prayer as well. Mm-hmm. God, I cannot give you perfect love because I'm still just a human. And and that and that's true. And
1: You know, on that note, uh I want to throw in my shout out right here. Ooh, go for it. Uh this is another old one uh and and uh, it's another musical one, but it's just this one. I, I was thinking about this the other day because he has not been on my heart for a while. Uh, for for whatever reason, I was just uh, his name. Uh, it's a it's a musical artist that goes by the name Carmen. And for those of you who have never heard of him, you know because uh, he hasn't put out uh, songs in a while now, but he jokes. Uh, at one point, that his, his full name is Carmen Dominique Licardello, and he says that, but I had to go by Carmen, because if I say my whole name, people think I'm speaking in tongues.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> can see that.
1: But uh, when you talked about that, uh, we're only human. We're, we're, we're fallible. We're, it, uh, when you were bringing that back up, it that's why I wanted to jump in at this time, because the thing I liked about Carmen he had a wide variety of songs that I don't, I don't know. They, I won't say they're, they're juvenile. I'm not saying he had, he targeted a kid audience, uh, but some of them weren't the, the deepest. They were just very straightforward, uh, just very simple messages. A lot of them, but he brought the spirit of God into a place.
0: You know, sometimes, Sometimes we go really deep mm-hmm. but in our in our res- uh, in our studies. We're trying to dig deep, but every so often, it's nice to hear just a simple "Jesus loves you." Yeah, because sometimes you can forget the simple mm-hmm. when you're diving deeper. Mm-hmm. So I, I I understand what you're saying there. I, I do appreciate every so often. I like to read you know a Max Lucado book or something like that. Yeah, that's not going to go too deep, but it's gonna have that simple message of, hey, Jesus loves you. Yes. Oh, it's so refreshing sometimes.
1: Yeah, and and he was, now he does one of his songs, The Champion, uh, I still consider one of my favorites, but, but for the longest time I had like three songs that I considered, this was my, these were my favorite three songs growing up, and that was always one of them, uh, but uh, and it's a story song uh, talking about uh, for those of you who don't know it it's, it turns Jesus' fight with Satan into a boxing analogy and, and I thought it was a powerful song it was just really well done but overall I've seen him live a few times and I remember going to a large arena in, in Des Moines uh, and and it was just him on stage he didn't even have a band all of the music was just on a track and it was just him with a microphone on stage just singing and then stopping between songs talking to people that's all it was there was literally no show so to speak it was just him on stage doing that to a you know very you know this wasn't just an intimate small setting this was a large arena and it was and and the thing I I remember much later thinking he didn't have all the pomp and circumstance he didn't have you know the the fireworks displays and 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 the uh, choreographed dancers and all of this it was just him but it was just honestly bringing the spirit in the reason it was so powerful and so wonderful is cuz it was like the holy spirit really was there and that's what i loved about carmen is for whatever you thought about him whether you like his songs or don't like his songs He honestly had a heart, and and for those of you who have listened to my past shout-outs, you know, this is just personal with me. I, I really am drawn to this and appreciate it. He had a heart for God that was legitimately trying to magnify him instead of himself. And it worked, because he was. He was giving God the stage, he was giving God the glory, and God was... Reaching people, not Carmen, and that's that's why I appreciate him. He's not perfect; he's screwed up. They think you know. Again, like everyone else, he's not perfect. But the reason I bring it up right now, when he said that, is because all of us, guys, you're not perfect. No one is. No one ever will be. But the more we can allow God to control the situation. The more we can bring Jesus into the situation, the more we will see lives truly affected instead of just uh, a hollow mockery of what this life experience should be and just kind of possibly scooting by without anyone noticing.
0: You were talking about your shout out, but I was, in my mind, I was actually seeing Jesus right then and there even just in your description an unimpressive single guy working class gentleman uh-huh and if he wanted to he could have brought fireworks he could have brought grandeur and splendor and, uh-huh. and just amazement but he just got in a boat or he just sat on a mountain or and he just he just talked and 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 glorified God. Mm-hmm. I that, that was, that was what popped in my head while you're having your shout out.
1: Well, yeah. I, and, and I appreciate Carmen for that because that image does come up that, and, and I think that's what he wanted. And that's the thing. Uh, how many of you listening are going, who is this Carmen guy? <laughs> I, you know, I, I've never heard of him before, i he's the kind of person that I feel like he would appreciate that you don't have to know me you you know i I don't want to be you know known throughout history and in, in in the he doesn't want to he's one of those people that I appreciate because they don't want to be recorded in human history they want to be recorded in eternal history
0: and, and a lot of people don't want that especially here in America it feels like here in America you're supposed to make a name for yourself you're supposed to stand out you're supposed yeah. to you're supposed to, uh, we, we put a lot of emphasis on, you know, uh, getting the raise and becoming the big CEO or, or, or whatever it is. We, we, we celebrate those people and that's really not what it should be about. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of something kind of like that, um, I have a little shout out that I want to, no, not little shout. None of these are little, <laughs> these are, these are things that happened, that have influenced us, or and these are real people, and they deserve a big shout out for whatever reason. And my gentlemen today, I am not gonna name any names, because there is some bad stuff out of the good, or there's some, there's some good out of bad stuff, um, but there's still some bad stuff. And also, I'm not gonna name any names, because I have not talked, talked to my friends about this if I can talk about their names. But Scott mentioned I went to help move a friend today. Now, when I arrived on the scene, uh, this friend had hired movers, and I just I walked in while they had just um, our my friend had just finished a phone call with the uh, the managers of this moving company uh, to complain because they had three movers and only one of them. Had actually been doing any work and it wasn't it was and it was taking up to this point it had taken them six hours to move very few things and so she was concerned because why should I have to pay for six hours when one guy has been working for about an hour's worth of work I can understand that but uh, I immediately you know, this is the situation that's going on around me. I see a problem. Things need to be moved. I immediately just start moving. And i just not even sure where to take it, so I just take it down to my car. But as I pass the truck, the, the three movers are inside the truck, in the back of the truck, and I can hear their conversation. And one of them, there's no other way to say it, he's throwing a temper tantrum. And my immediate reaction is, Oh, I hope he's not like damaging her stuff or anything like that. So I peek in there just to make sure, and and he's not. But he's vulgar and nasty. And there is one of the movers. He he uh, is trying to calm this guy down, and there was just something about his tone that I was just attracted to. This man was he was sweet. He was, he's your working class guy. Um, He's, he's, uh, you might even, I don't want to be stereotyping here, but, but if you looked at him on the street, you might think, you know, oh, he's a, he's a gangster type. His pants are, you know, they're, they're, they're baggy and they're low and, and all this kind of stuff. He wouldn't be the first person you would think of as that's a sweet guy. Right. You know? But I'm just listening to his his tone and the way he's trying to talk this guy uh, talk the guy having the temper tantrum down. Now, I find out this is the one that actually has been trying to work, and with my own eyes after this, I noticed that yeah, he's he's a good worker. He was the other two were so caught up on uh, the fact that that they, that someone complained about them and they couldn't see past their own anger, and here in the middle of that. Is sweetness mm-hmm. so my shout out is for this gentleman and I'm sorry um, I'm not gonna say his his name um, but God knows God knows who he is and 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 my prayer for him is it just it's just a a, a thanks a bad situation and this guy tried to make it and and he also was incredibly personable um, he came up and he, he talked to my friend and uh, and her kids, and us, and yeah, just a, just just a, a a bundle of sweetness and joy is really the only way that I can describe him. Um, but it just made me think about what Jesus said about the peacemakers. You know, this is a right. this is a guy that could have all he could have very easily. He did not know I was there. He wasn't doing it for show. You know, this is a guy that because at this point I don't even know if they knew that I was part. Uh, of any of this anyway mm-hmm. but uh, uh, but yeah no he wasn't doing it for a show this is an actual honest peacemaker and I was just uh I was just thrilled to be a part of that and experience it and then but also it came because of headaches for other people so I don't want to be like <laughs> I'm so glad you had that headache because I got to experience right. this situation but I am thankful that i happened to just get there at the right time mm-hmm. uh to kind of see this man. And God, I just I lift him up to you. And uh I am just thankful that you let me witness
1: uh a peacemaker. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh Let's let's talk about right now uh, a couple other things going on in the world at large. Uh, So right here in the United States of America, we've just had, I suppose, what can be called an election. (laughs) Uh, And there is a lot of division going on because of perceived election fraud and a lot of things going on too that uh, I don't necessarily want to get into details about because it's nothing so far has been proven nothing you know there's a lot of conjecture there's there's a lot of evidence uh to that something was manipulated something something's messed up but there is there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of bitterness, there's a lot of division, there's a lot of manipulation and control and things going on that are just causing a lot of fear. Uh, I can testify myself, uh, there's a person at work who is constantly telling me uh, this, you know, she sees the writing on the wall and this is about to die and, and the, uh, the, peop- the black government behind the scenes is pulling strings and taking over and so on and so forth and I don't disagree but one of the things I want to talk about right now is the fact that we should see things from a different perspective we are children of eternity because she is very much an atheist she does not know jesus she does not she's not living with the knowledge that there is a power greater than anything going on and uh brad you can testify to this uh in your own life uh and and you have testified to to these this kind of thing 10, 15, 20 years ago, how depressed certain things made you feel and how empty certain events made you feel. Not not necessarily world-shaking events, but certainly personal world-shaking events. Whereas now, when something happens, like today, like we just shared about, you lost your time that you were looking forward to, to getting into the Word of God, but you were able to go, you know what, God? You've got a plan greater than me, and I'm going to trust you. And there's, I, and I'm sorry, jump in at any time. This is a conference. I see you getting <laughs> ready to talk, and 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 please just jump in. I sometimes no. I just keep talking because I'm not sure if you're going to jump in or not, and I don't want a dead air.
0: <laughs> no, I, I. So far, I'm just in total agreement with everything you're saying. Absolutely. Twenty years ago, my my wife. Uh, my wife and I I, I, I think I've mentioned this a few times, uh, there's a little bit of an age difference. We were we were in high school about a decade apart, and she often makes the comments that she wished she knew me in high school. She wishes that she knew me, I was the one that took her to prom, all those kind of, kind of things. And I can't help but go, no, because the person that I was in that time of my life, you would not have liked. Mm-hmm. That was not a good person. Well, okay. Yeah. It was not, (laughs) I'm not a good person now. Only God's good. But what I'm trying to say is that was a angry, upset, very selfish individual Mm -hmm. who was blaming anything and everything for all of his uh, problems, including God. I've never been, I've never been an atheist I've had doubts here or there in my lifetime, but I've never, I've never been an atheist. I've always believed that God is there. What breaks my heart now is that there were times in my life that I blamed God, mm-hmm. and I would be angry at God, and I would shake my fist to the heavens and say, why right. are you doing this to me?
1: Yeah, which, which makes my point, you are at a point in your life where you can understand how people have that reaction today. Yes. And, and that's what I wanted to get at is guys, we need to be, when we look at the world today, wherever you are, whether you're in the United States of America or not, uh, uh, whether you're, because this is going on worldwide. And, and, and for so many people uh, not in the United States of America, so many places in the world, uh, in the Middle East, uh, in, in communist-controlled countries, in various places in the world, there is a lot of persecution going on. We understand this, that we don't necessarily see it in America here. And it's, it's recognition that it's about to start happening in America, too. And the reason I bring this up is because it's so easy to get depressed Mm -hmm. just like my friend my co-worker and brad can under has just attested to it's so easy to get mad and and just think to see the bitterness to see the anger to see the the garbage going on around us and and be fearful of it be angry at it and that's the only thing you see guys we need to have spiritual vision in these times. We need to, I'm making a request to everyone to pray for vision, for yourselves, for those around you. We need vision. We need to see God. We need to understand he's in control. And I hope as you follow along and Brad gets deeper and deeper into Revelation, you start seeing that. There's some negative stuff that is talked about, but it's all said with the understanding that you see all of this horrible stuff happening that's nothing compared to the glory of God uh, you see this this and this that the enemy's going to do that's nothing compared to what God has in store for him and in store for us for those who are faithful
0: well and, and a thought that I've had recently while doing my revelation study is <laughs> okay d- don't kill me people I want it to get really bad. I wanted to get really, really bad because I want to get to a point where the average person might go, There's no way this can get better. This is, this is absolute the worst. And I want to be at that point and go, Oh no, 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 no. You just wait. Mm-hmm. You just wait until he comes. And just how much more glorious and awesome and amazing will it be? When we get to a point where we think all hope is—I'm sorry, my hope will still be there—but <laughs> as a as a country, if we think there's absolutely no hope, there's there's song lyrics that uh, um, I can't think of the the song right now. But basically, it's, it states that uh, everyone has kind of lost their hope, and but then he takes the stage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when he takes the stage, suddenly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, no, I don't want it personally to get bad for you. I pray for you. But I pray that you know Jesus because yeah. even if it does get really bad for you, it's going to be okay. And and that's the thing to remember too. It's going to be okay. Now, that that being said, if I'm personally going through something, I'm going to feel it. I'm an emotional person. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be upset. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sad. But I'm not going to lose the the truth that it's going to be okay.
1: Yeah. And that's just and that thank you. Thank you. That says it so well. I am not saying we should be looking at the garbage that Satan's about to come uh, raining down on this planet with as, yay, you know, I can't wait for it. Uh, we are going to have, and we all have already had in our lives, people, friends, family members suffering, uh, uh, our own selves going through a lot of garbage, everyone on a different level. Uh, this person over here is suffering physical persecution, uh the the this person over there that person over there has no physical persecution whatsoever but they're going through emotional trauma they're going through mockery and 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 verbal abuse uh this person over here they seem to be isolated from both of that but they're going through uh hard times they're going through deception satan is trying to deceive them in into you know giving up their soul you know i mean just everyone goes through things differently satan targets us all in a different way but that that's what i'm getting at right there and i've said that before in some of these podcasts we do need to understand that satan is a master manipulator he is he is truly on on our level on a human level he's a genius
0: one of the pastors, sorry real quick, no, one of no, the pastors before. that I follow uh, he he has a way of reminding me of this when I forget about it. Satan knows scripture better than any of us.
1: Yes, he does.
0: He sees things in both the physical and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. so he has so much more knowledge he is he is a very very terrible but a very wise uh, he is one of the he is he is a very wise military commander. He's a very wise, uh, what I want to say, strategist. Yes, thank you. I mean, he's 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 so many levels above us, and yeah. that's why that's why we need Jesus, who's so many more levels above him. But anyway, he knows. I, I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. He will always know Scripture better than I do. Yeah, and that is that is important because Scripture is something that we can use as ammunition against him. So anyway, go ahead. Continue, Scott.
1: Well, no, thank you for that. Uh, because that just, it, it, it speaks to what I was saying here is we, we, when we recognize we have a spiritual attacker on that level with that intelligent, that who's been planning and working through for millennia, his strategy and we realize that he does use people in this life who are willing to give themselves up to him. And there is uh, a secret organization, whatever you want to call it, not just a secret organization, but many who are intertwined, some who don't even know of each other's existence, but they're all working to do harm, to cause problems. It, and this is going on in the world today this is going on in America right now it has been going on in several other countries and all of this is happening and we need to understand that it's happening but in all of that none of it compares to the awesome power and glory and might of the 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 magnificent uh, glorious awesomeness of our God We need to recognize that it's there, but we need to have that vision that says, Yahweh God Almighty, you have the entire world, you have the universe in your hands, and nothing will ever change that. I believe we're about to see some incredible stuff that's going to shake people uh, worldwide. I believe we're going to see a supposed alien encounter. Uh, I I don't even believe it's going to be an alien encounter. Like they come down from the stars and surprise us. I believe it's going to be revealed, quote unquote, by the leaders of the world's governments that they've been in contact with aliens for decades. And they've been secretly planning things with aliens behind the scenes for many, many years. And we just haven't been ready for it. But that revelation, that so-called revelation is coming. Yeah, I do understand that it's a deception but it's going to be a powerful deception i believe we're getting to the point where genetic manipulation and and other things that the bible says in the last days they will be as in the days of noah i believe we're coming to those days and there's going to be many many deceptions that are going to shake this planet and i believe god is allowing that for a reason because we're wrapping things up and he's going to give everyone on the planet a fair shake at uh just completely revealing who is your master we need to understand where darkness abounds light will abound that much greater god is the greatest light this world has ever known and will ever know and it is greater than anything the darkness can throw at us.
0: Absolutely. And we know that God brings good from bad. So if it's really bad, there's going to be a lot of really good that comes from it.
1: Yeah. that That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Keep your eyes on the fact that God is still in control. You know what? If you have to take a bullet to the head, if you have to put your neck in a guillotine, if you have to, whatever, you know— you can do that if you understand that uh, this life is temporary. I was going to die anyway whether you did it to me you do it to me now or I die of old age in another 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, this life is temporary, period, and I'm not worried about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I briefly mentioned it earlier, but we put so much emphasis on all these people who are trying to build legacies for themselves. Mhm. And there's not going to be any legacy for them. You know, put your your faith in the person that we should be. Um, Casting Crowns has a song, Only Jesus. And I love that song because I think it sums up exactly what we're trying to say here. He doesn't want fame. He doesn't want recognition. He doesn't care if people remember his name. Only Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that should be our mentality. Yeah. And then when that is our mentality, yeah. uh, Someone comes in with a gun. uh, You now know that you can jump in front of any bullet and protect any other person because honestly you don't matter, but Jesus does. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about all of that is Jesus says you matter and he wants you. And and I I, I did that in my last revelation podcast, um, trying to explain who Jesus really is. No, 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 not trying to explain, trying to explain who Jesus says he is. And, yes. and, and I just, I got mind boggled by the, the idea of it. We are so cosmically small and unimportant and, and, and to a God that is so far beyond our comprehension. But somehow, some reason, he decided that this universe needed you. And not only that it needed you, but he wants you. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I mean, I, I, it's one of those simple little truths that I was that I was saying earlier. Sometimes you just need to hear it to understand it. Simply, Jesus, who is God beyond our comprehension, created you, but didn't just created you. He wanted you. Yeah. And he still wants you. That.
1: Th- Amen. Yeah. To that. So, a lot of you in many parts of the world who might be listening to this, you've been going through what we're about to go through in this country for a long time. And I can say that with all assuredness because the Bible says we're about to go through it. Yeah. The Bible says we are going to go through some very, very dark times, and here in the United States of America, we're not only not immune to that, I believe we're going to be one of the focal points of that because of our history on this planet, because well, of what we represent, and there we're we're a target. We're going to be torn down.
0: Well, we're absolutely a target, but more than that, we're also deeply involved in many of the other areas of the world as well. That's true. So... I just this thought just occurred to me, and if this is true, it breaks my heart, and I just want to say um the the Christians you need to be in prayer for these people if these countries are already in trouble and something happens to America, if they're already persecuted greatly in their own country and something happens to the United States of America, and they become even more persecuted mm-hmm. because now. Now the sleeping giant, as you will, is not able to respond. Um, I, I Right now, my concern with the current situa- political situation in this country is what's going to happen to Israel? Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, if that's the case, if you are even greatly, if, if your persecution is multiplied because... We're not able to be involved anymore because something does happen to us. Then I pray for you as well. I I pray. Be strong. R- listen to the things. And the reason that I w- I want to do this is because we. I'm just amazed by this. Still, we have listeners, almost more listeners out of this country, uh, we than we have actual listeners in our country. Right. You know, so th- 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 I'm praying for you guys. And if you are persecuted, if if you are, if your l- very life, or uh, limb, or whatever, is in danger, I'm praying for you. But be strong, because the things that we're saying are true.
1: I uh, I heard a story. I, I read. Sorry, I read a story d c talk a uh, musical group put out a book several years ago uh about martyrs mm-hmm. uh and about people who have died for their faith uh or just suffered i mean didn't weren't killed but you know were jailed and imprisoned and and beaten and and what have you and there's a story in that book that since I've read it, I've discussed, and, and and it's a story that several other people had known about in different forms. I personally cannot attest to the veracity of the story itself, but it highlights, whether it's the story itself is true, it highlights a point that I want to make here. And that is a story about, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but 40 Roman soldiers who had accepted Jesus were... Taken by the Roman government, the, uh, the other, other soldiers, they marched them, they stripped them naked, and they marched them out onto a frozen lake. They surrounded the lake to keep any from escaping, uh, lit a big bonfire by the side of the lake, had all their clothes Were cooking soup over there, and said, anyone who wants to recant Jesus, anyone who wants to deny him, uh, you come over here, you'll be immediately forgiven, welcomed back as a as a Roman soldier again. We'll give you your clothes, we'll give you a meal, we'll warm you up, and uh, you'll be back. And these men prayed and sang and, and encouraged each other as they were dying, freezing to death out on that lake. And one of the men broke. And one of the men couldn't take it anymore. And he ran to the fire. And he was given his clothes back. He was given a meal. He was forgiven his betrayal and welcomed back into the brotherhood. And when he did that, one of the Roman soldiers surrounding the lake stripped off his clothes and ran to the middle of the lake. And he said, you people are willing to die for this It's got to be real. And he accepted Jesus on that lake and died with those men. He took the place of the man who left and accepted Jesus, like I said, died right then and there on that day with them, frozen to death on the lake. My question to everyone is, which one of those two men one that day, the man who fled or the man who ran onto the lake in order to die a physical death. If you see with spiritual eyes, it's easy to recognize how the man who stripped off his clothes, ran onto the lake into a death sentence is the winner. But if you can't see with spiritual eyes, then what he did was ridiculous. And what he did was stupid. And the man who fled the lake to come back just gained himself a few more years or possibly a few more decades of life before he died, gaining himself a little bit more time on this planet before he ended his existence completely and turned into nothingness. I get why the deception is there. I get why people believe. There are some people who believe the man who fled was the smarter person who won that day. But I also recognize the truth that that man really lost everything. And the real winner was the man who fled onto the lake in order to die and that's what we've got to be uh, that's 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 the vision we need to have the reality of what's going on in eternity in the the spiritual reality of existence we have to see it in order to get through you know what if, if armageddon is not coming and and all of life is just going to keep on going as it was Uh, in the days of our fathers, and in the days of our grandfathers, this life can still be full of garbage for a lot of people. I mean, how many wars have we fought on this planet in the last 6,000 years? How many people have we senselessly killed? How How much brutality, and murder, and rape, and theft, and all of that stuff have just gone on Forget about the end times garbage that's coming. How much has been going on for for millennia? This this world is Satan's plaything right now, and he's trying to not just kill us, but to absolutely annihilate us while he's doing it. To absolutely torture us. That's his desire, and he's been playing his game. All this time, I don't mean to keep on going, Brad. If you want to jump in, go ahead. I'm just kind of spitting my thoughts out here. Just the importance of understanding who God is in the middle of all of this. Recognize the darkness, but understand that all of what Satan is doing has no eternal effect on us. And he can take our bodies. He cannot. He cannot take our very soul. Absolutely
0: heard a quote recently said uh, when Satan tries to remind you of your past remind him of his future amen to that and it's so true it is so true he he's been running wild he's been he's been having a, a, a great time at our expense but the truth is he loses and we know this that's why I say revelation is uh, is one of the greatest weapons you can put in your arsenal mm-hmm. because we know who wins. That's one of the ultimate blessings that God ever gave us. He let us know. You win. I win. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine if we didn't have that. Imagine if God didn't give us that blessing.
1: Yeah. If if we didn't know we win. If we only had hope that he was going to win. Yeah. I mean yeah, imagine that if God was going, "Guys, I think we can pull this off. I I really think if if you and I if you're with me and we're together, guys, I really believe we can do this." You know, I mean if we just had that type of thing, you know, imagine how many people will go, "You know what?" <laughs> I I don't I don't think so. But no, you're right. God is saying, "Guys, we win." I <laughs> I mean it's 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 already a done thing to God. He's he's not saying, you know, "Guys, I'm certain of our chances." He's going, "No, you don't understand. I've been there. I am there."
0: Well, and and you in I'm sorry, I don't remember what podcast it was now, but I I for our listeners, if you don't know this, I do the editing of these podcasts. And uh, I don't change anything. I just take out um, the gaps.
1: Yeah. So so when we say, hey, I long gap, long gap, long gap, have thought about long gap, long <laughs> gap. That's what Brad goes in. He kind of cuts those down and makes it a little bit more palatable for you listeners. Yeah. On so average, I thank you for that, Brad. But
0: <laughs> On average, I take out about five minutes of just, you know, I think... And I'm purposely gonna leave this one in because I if yeah. I need to
1: make the point, you know I think and that's why I said long gap long gap <laughs> because I was afraid in the editing process you might accidentally eliminate it if I went quiet
0: <laughs> but uh, uh, so I was editing I just uh, this uh, what was it like five I just edited five and they're gonna be they're gonna be on the website very soon um but it must have been Genesis eighteen you and I had a conversation, um, about, uh, a dot, dot, dot moment where, uh, the God is speaking, but then he just stops. Uh, he doesn't actually finish his sentence. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you painted some beautiful evidence of, uh, if God were to speak it, basically to, 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 to sum it up, if God were to speak it, then it must happen. Mm-hmm. So what I'm, what I'm trying to go with here, guys, uh, this is a lot of information to explain the simple fact. If God says we won, he spoke it. If he spoke it, it's truth. It, it happens. Yes. So just remember that. There is no doubt. We win. God spoke it. If he spoke it, it has to be truth.
1: And that what you said right there is, is Satan's entire strategy is to put doubt in you. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to throw... I, I'm rereading... Uh, I, I mentioned in a previous podcast, uh, I'm rereading I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, that book. And, I'm, and, I'm ta- and it's talking about the Big Bang and how uh, this is... Uh, the Big Bang itself for several decades now is messing with scientists because they realize a beginning signifies a begin-or. Uh, and one of the things they point out is the Big Bang didn't only spark all of creation, it actually it actually created time. Time itself was not a thing before the Big Bang. Uh, it put time, matter, and reality into existence. and scientists just can't that they're frustrated by it. the ones who want to be atheistic are just, so frustrated by all the evidence that shows this because it signifies it is evidence that there was someone behind it because it takes a lot more faith to say that it just spontaneously happened out of non-existence than for there to be an intelligent designer that put it into play from a reality greater than our own. That actually takes less faith. And and I've just been noticing in this last week, I'm seeing a lot of articles, as I'm rereading this, uh, from people trying to debunk the Big Bang and and trying to say that, uh, no, no, it's garbage and it never happened. Which,
0: let's say then they win and... <laughs> And now we're gonna have some new theory about how everything happened. That right there just proves we make mistakes. So if a human is telling you this happens, and a human is capable of making mistakes, I wouldn't believe everything that comes out of their mouth. Yeah, because they've already just proven that they can make mistakes. I, <laughs> I, I love that book, and I lay. Uh, <sighs> Frank Turek, I believe, is the is the author's name. I love him too. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a YouTube page and and Cross Examined is uh, his website. He he's kind of a he, uh, super intelligent guy, but he's also kind of a no nonsense guy, and I just I, I just appreciate that. Um, you know, he'll he he, yeah. he he travels to universities and he'll have atheist students line up because. There is a battle going on on our universities. Um, That's a whole other sub-point. But needless to say, don't, (laughs) I would argue, don't send your children to university. Don't send your children to college, Um, especially if you're already Christian, because you might find out that they come back and they don't want to be Christian anymore. But anyway, he purposely targets the places where there is, um, where people are being attacked with misinformation. And people will line up, you know, 100 people long. And these are all students who either are atheists or are thinking about it. And they'll ask him questions. And he will just uh, answer one question right after another. There's, there's videos, just long videos, short videos of just question after question after question. And I just appreciate him for the simple fact that he's able to answer every one of those questions with a scientifically logical answer. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's my point that I was trying to bring up is his scientific logical answers. They're going to be, I mean, that that's this deception is getting to the point where it's going to try to confuse the issue on a scientific level, on a philosophic level, on an archeological level, on an alien level. Uh, there we are going to be hit with deception after deception after deception, and we're we're getting to a point worldwide where it already exists in some parts of the world, where if you know the truth, you will be brutally uh, attacked until you just like these Roman the story of these Roman soldiers. And so many other stories similar to it throughout history, you are going to be brutally attacked unless you give in to the deception. And if the deception is not strong enough to take you, then they're just going to say, well, then we're going to make you one way or the other.
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, the the book that you were talking about from DC Talk, um, mm-hmm. also named Jesus Freaks. They have Jesus a, Freaks, yes. Yeah, they have the album and everything, but... The book itself is also called Jesus Freaks. And when I was just getting into Christian music, um, I was exploring different things. I was at a used bookstore locally, and I saw DC Talk uh, logo on on the front of this book, Jesus Freaks. And I just purchased it. And, and and read it, but I, I didn't look at it I didn't read I didn't sample it. I was just like, I want to know about Christian music and so I was a little surprised when what what I thought was going to be Jesus freaks the stories of of people who follow Jesus and love him and and all this and kind did of amazing stuff.
1: things that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and then I'm actually reading it and I'm realizing this is a book about martyrs and and I forced myself to get through it. And I'm glad that that happened early in uh, early in my actual relationship chasing walk because it made me decide. It, 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 reading that book made me decide: Am I going to be a hypocrite? Am I going to be um, am I going to be wishy washy with this, or am I going to be like these people and make the ultimate choice? The ultimate sacrifice of need be, um, and the the book the book has been very important to me. I've um, I've read it multiple times throughout my relationship, JC. Now, and um, it can be tough sometimes because you actually hear about you actually read about the the terrible things that are happening to persecuted Christians, and and it's it can be graphic and and, and whatnot, and it can break your heart. But ultimately. When you see the spirit behind what's going on in there, um, hopefully, like me, you, you'll feel actually empowered. Mm-hmm. I, I can be like them. I, I can be like them. I can be empowered because that that's the <laughs> the common theme is someone naked, beaten, bruised, tortured, and they are the the they are they can't be any more disgrace that I mean uh, they're not bathed. Sometimes they're put in pins, very small pins, with so many of them that they basically have to stand to sleep. You know, you can it just can't any anything that you can imagine that you could do to someone is done to these people. Yet they still stand tall. Mm-hmm. They still stand bold. And what's amazing is how many people Come to Christ because of what they saw. Yeah, from these people. Yeah, I just no. I I'm I'm forever thankful that I found that book at a used bookstore. Um, and and I'm so glad that it <laughs> that it, it was not what I thought it was, because <laughs> it did have much more impact on my life than uh, what I was originally hoping it was going to be.
1: It is very difficult, I I admit, for someone who's lived in the United States of America all of his life to stand up here and talk about how things are going to get a lot worse. To someone who could be listening right now in places of the world where it's been a lot worse for so long. I admit that that's on my heart right now. It's like no, it's not bad here and it has not been bad for a long time. As bad as we want to as some of us want to say that it is here, it's nothing uh compared to other parts of the world. But the entire world unified is about to experience some deep dark things. And it's coming to Europe. Uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's already been to many places in the world and we've been kind of rambling and just, and that's what these conversations do. They ran, there's whatever, whatever strikes our fancy, whatever hits our mind at that moment, we're going to talk about, but that's my prevailing wish for all of you. And my prayers, see with God's eyes, see with God's eyes. Because the awesome thing about it, one of the things I've noticed, uh, the Bible tends to talk about the darkness a lot, but there's a reason for that because there's a lot of deception that's going to happen that he wants to prepare you for. See, it's a warning. It's not it's not a horror story. It's not be afraid. It's, it's uh, The military intelligence is saying, we understand what the enemy's doing. This is for you. This is your knowledge. This is to help you prepare. The reason the, the wonderful parts are so short is because that's it. We win. Yeah. And and it's awesome. <laughs> that, there's, that's all there is to the story. You win. And it's great. And it's awesome. And it, just like in, um, in the Old Testament, too. You know, uh, revelation, you know, darkness, 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 darkness. And Jesus comes. We win. You know, in the Old Testament, it says, hey, I, I lay blessings before you and I lay cursings. Please choose blessings. And they go on to, d- to discuss it. Oh, the cursings goes goes on for many, many chapters. The blessings is like, I, I forget now. I, uh, blessings is like uh, seven verses. Because the blessing, there really is only one blessing. and And that's, you get to spend time with God. I mean, you get to be his for eternity. Everything is perfect. There's your blessing. There's not much more to say. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything is wonderful. Everything is perfect for the rest of eternity. I don't need to elaborate on that. Right. But the deception, oh, there's many deceptions that are coming. The cursings, there's a wide variety. Please be aware of them and do not fall into that trap. That's the message. So he tends to give us a lot more of the negative because he's letting us know about them.
0: Yeah, what you just said a moment ago too is, is is truth for me. I follow a lot of prophecy pastors or prophecy people. I follow a lot of, I read a lot of prophecy books. I read um, what some people would call conspiracy theories. I read a lot of this stuff just because I want to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, what What might seem like fiction today could be very, could be reality tomorrow. Yeah. And so I don't want to be caught off guard. If God says, "Brad, I need you to move in this way," well I under I already understand. I read about this. Mhm. You know, and and the way that uh, what the, the things that I read, 99.9% of it may be garbage. But even if only 0.1% is something truth, I'm already pre- prepared and I'm already ready. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, you're right. It is it is a battle plan. It, the, the reason that we read these things and, and 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 analyze these things and discuss these things is just because we just we want to know the battle. We want to know what it looks like. We know yeah. we win. We we know we win. But if God says, Brad, I need you to be a soldier today, and I need you to go here and get this done. I want to I want to have as much information as I can so I can do it and do it properly and do it properly. Yeah,
1: in fact we've talked about it before in, in Brad's study of Revelation it's the only book with a stated blessing why? because it's given to his servants, the people who need to be ready, the people who are following him and obeying him and doing his will yep what, what is the blessing that they're given? it's a servant's blessing information you know what's coming if you read this book and keep those things which are written therein, which means you don't blow it off, uh, you don't lose track of it after a few seconds, uh, you have a great blessing over anyone else who's gonna be surprised by all of this when it overtakes them. But the Bible says you will not be caught unaware like a th- uh, when the thief comes in the night. You are not going to be surprised by it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're probably a
1: little over an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I,
0: just, it, it, I love when the conversation goes on and on, and it doesn't feel like it's been an over an hour. But
1: Well, I hope it hasn't felt like over an hour to you guys listening. Mm,
0: no, I hope not.
1: Like I said, and we've said it before, the conversations just kind of ramble on. Whatever hits us, hits us, and we just say it. Uh, and hopefully what's hitting us is the spirit. (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: Smack me in the head to, to get it out if you have to spirit, but, but, uh, no, we, we say it a lot. I won't say it again other than just a real quick throw it out if it's garbage, but really cling to it. If it sounds like it's from the spirit. And, uh, that's been my prayer as of late for a lot of people in my own personal life and 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 that's my prayer for you as well. I just pray for clarity. Yeah. There's so many things to distract us, so many things trying to keep us from just looking at the situation with clear eyes. So I pray. I pray for our listeners. I pray for my family. I pray for my friends. I pray for anybody and everybody. I pray for clarity. Even if even for just the briefest moment, so that they can actually see what's going on and make the choice, make the choice of being in the arms of a loving, wonderful God who wants to give you blessings, perfect, beautiful, eternal blessings, or choose the other path and know that you lose. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm praying for. clarity. Just a brief, just a brief real, uh, what do I want to say? Brief, uh, realisation from, uh, oh, okay, from the distractions in your lives.
1: Clarity. That's a good, uh, note to end upon.
0: Which, uh, oh yeah, I'm the one that ends this one today. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've been talking. I kind of forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listeners, I, I, before I go, real quick, I I am just I am so thankful for you, and I'm amazed that we have listeners. I'm amazed that we have so many that are not here in the United States of America. I don't want to say that the ones here in the United States of America are not as important to us because we're thankful for
1: all of you. It just kind of blows our minds sometimes that oh my goodness we can do that.
0: Well, and and the fact that. And maybe this is an ignorance on my part, but some of the countries that I'm seeing, how are you doing that? You know, some of the countries I'm seeing uh, are some of these persecuted countries. To be fair, there hasn't been any of those for a little while. Which, if that's if that's not for good reasons, then you know, I pray. But uh, but yeah, it's just, it, it is kind of mind-boggling. But when I pray for our listeners, I pray for all of you whether you're here right here with us in the United States of America understanding everything that we're saying, or whether you're not in the United States of America and you're going through stuff that we can't even understand, I pray for you. And I am thankful for you. As always, this is Brad.
1: And this is Scott. And this is Not About Us.